is the continuation of John the Baptist's story. John the Baptist, of course, who we visited with just last week in worship. Friends, let us listen now for a word from God. When John, who was in prison, heard about the deeds of the Messiah, he sent his disciples to ask him, are you the one who is to come? Or should we expect someone else? And Jesus replied to those disciples, go back and report to John what you hear and what you see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk. Those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news proclaimed to the poor. poor. Blessed is anyone, Jesus says, who does not stumble on account of me. Now as John's disciples were leaving, Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed swayed by the wind? If not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in in fine clothes? No. Those who wear fine clothes are in king's palaces. Then what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes. Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet, this is the one about whom it is written. I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Friends, the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Today's sermon is titled, Strangers in the Dark. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, many of us who gather here today are strangers to one another. Send your spirit that some connection might be forged, that some light might be shared, that some love might well up and be sent out. Indeed, O God, we pray that your spirit will be present amongst us now, that the words of my mouth that the meditations of all of our hearts gathered here in your sight will be pleasing. For you and you alone are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. There's this wonderful interview with Glenda Jackson, who's sort of this legendary British actress. She was in a lot of films back in the 70s and 80s, won two Academy Awards for Best Actress in the 70s. She's since gone on to do more theater and, and TV. But last year she was on Broadway playing the role of King Lear in a reprisal of that great Shakespearean drama, King Lear. It's like eight performances a week, three and a half hours on stage each time, and she was 82 when she was playing that role. In this little interview she did on the New York Times Magazine website, 
she opens by sharing what, what she sort of understands theater to be. And she tells the camera, she says, you see, theater is when a group of strangers come out into the light of a stage. And they're out there in the light in this, this room that, that this larger group of strangers sit in also, except they sit in the dark. And the goal of theater is that some connection will happen. That some connection will take place where those standing in the light will, will be able to hand off some of that light to those sitting out there in the darkness. And those people will then take that light with them out into the world. Isn't that amazing? Hold on to that for a second. Think with me now about this story we've just read. John the Baptist. John the Baptist is, is sitting in the dark. He's in a bad situation, right? It's not quite King Lear, but it's certainly King Lear-esque. He's in prison. He's in prison for essentially refusing to, to pledge fealty to some power that is not God. And remember, prison in the ancient world Prison is never a final destination. There's no such thing as a life sentence in the ancient world. When you're in prison, one of three things will happen to you. You'll either be exonerated, exiled, or executed. One of those three things will happen, but never will you just be left in prison. John is sitting there in this this prison, and he hears through his disciples all these things that Jesus is doing, and he sends them to go ask Jesus, Jesus, are you the one, or should I just keep waiting? It's amazing, right, when we hold this question right next to last week's passage, which came much closer to the beginning of Matthew's gospel, and there's John the Baptist in his prime down by the River Jordan baptizing people, and he pronounces to them, there is one to come. Not, are you the one? Last week he was confident there is one to come who is greater than I. And then who comes? Jesus. And he's baptized, and the, the heavens open, and a dove descends, and a voice calls out, this is my beloved. prison cell. We find John this week sitting in the dark, searching for some of that light. I think many of us are sitting in the dark this Advent. I have a friend, an older mentor in ministry. He was once kind of a king in ministry until he fell. And he told me not long ago, he said, you know, in that period right after I fell, it was a dark period in my life. And I kept having the same dream every night. 
He lives somewhere where there's snow. Y'all know what that is, snow? And he said, in this dream, I go out and I begin shoveling my driveway. I shovel and shovel and shovel. I get near the end every single night. And I think to myself in my dream, I'm almost there. I almost got there. And every night in this dream, a snowplow would come barreling down the street would shovel all that snow right back onto my driveway. For some of us, that's not a dream at all. For some of us, that's reality. Some of us here today, we're facing our first Christmas without a loved one. A child, a spouse, a parent. Heck, for some of us, we're facing our 20th Christmas without a loved one. Some of us here have had bad things happen to us, and then when we just think nothing worse can happen, another bad thing happens. Some of us are are feeling the weight. I keep bumping into this. Those here who are just feeling the utter weight of being a caregiver, of caring, someone you love. Some of us are feeling a different kind of weight, the weight of heartache, of things just not being the same this December. Some of us are are living with people who are just straight up mean. They're mean people out there. Some of us are living with the effects of someone else's greed someone else's narcissism, someone else's hate. And that's all just sort of our individual stuff. All of us, right? All of us are living in this world that is just on this daily whipsaw of news, right? Many of us are here today and we need those candles of hope, peace, and joy to be more than just a metaphor. Many of us are here, just like John long ago, wondering to ourselves, how long, O Lord? Are you the one? Or should we just keep waiting? You know, I think part of the purpose of Advent is to listen for the response. Right? What is it Jesus says in this story? To those disciples John dispatches, he he says to them, go back and tell John what you have seen and what you have heard. Tell John that that the blind receive sight. You all remember how gray it was on Friday? Friday was like one of the grayest days I can remember in a long time. I mean, it was every shade of monochrome. And I spent the afternoon on my back porch in my gray backyard thinking about Jesus' response here in this passage. And two things appeared to me. The first was across my yard, which is really just dirt. Someone told me early on living here, like, unless you want to pay for an irrigation system, be happy with any green you get. You got a little, but it's mostly just dirt back there dead leaves this time of year and across the yard popped this little sprig of red a cardinal 
lay in the dirt for 20 minutes until the sleeping dog wakes up. This little burst of red. And the other thing I noticed was my orange tree. If you all need oranges, I got about 10,000 of them on a tree in the backyard. They've been going and going, but they just hadn't quite been there. They were this yellow. And then it's like all that rain we got Thursday and Friday, it just sucked it all up. It was what it needed to cross the finish line because Friday, those oranges were this glistening, heavy orange on a day full of red. Color. Tell John what, what you have seen and heard that the, the lame walk. I had lunch last week with a friend who along with his spouse have experienced that unique hell that only a, a parent with a child who is sick can know. They, they spent this, this whole season in this situation where they had this, this precious little child that they could do nothing to help. They just had to trust that others knew what they were doing. And this child now is almost walking. Except over the course of lunch, this, this friend was telling me how now he and, and his wife have found out about this other young couple that's in that hell right now how they've, they've developed a relationship and, and they're, they're supporting them and they're telling them. It's like they're sending back word and time saying to them, let me tell you, the lame will walk. There is hope even now in the dark. Tell John, Jesus says, what you have seen and heard that the poor know good news. My dad sent me an article this last week. Last week, Maybe some of you read it. It was in the Post and the AP and a few others, I'm sure. It's about Bismarck, North Dakota. Bismarck, North Dakota, for a long time, has accepted just a handful of refugees every year. But they, they've always accepted them. And they were on the verge of saying, no more. We're not taking any refugees. And the citizens found out churches found out and the immigrants already in that community they found out and they showed up at a council meeting and they shared they shared a message of, of, of welcome and that council changed their minds and voted to welcome just a handful 20 22 refugees to Bismarck North Dakota year 2020. Tell John what you've seen and heard that, that no one gets forgotten. That all will know compassion and healing. Tell John this, that there is room in the end. Now none of this, right, none of this erases the reality of suffering that all of us know both individually and corporately. The suffering that is, that is within and, and around us. But it's just a little light. 
little light in the dark. Just seeing and hearing a little differently. Right? Sometimes we're able to do that on our own. Sometimes we're able to sit there in the dark and to receive that light that is given to us, but sometimes we're not. And that's why we have community. That's why we sit out there in the dark with other strangers who say, you know what? I got a little bit of this light. Now hold on to it for me. And when you're ready, you let me know. And I'm going to give you some of the light too. <laughs> the amazing part of this story, as I sat there on the porch on Friday watching that cardinal and thinking about eating an orange, the amazing thing about this story that had dawned on me was that we really have no idea if John ever gets the message. John gets out of prison, but it's not by being exonerated or exiled, right? We don't know if John ever got that message that Jesus sends his disciples back with. But I like to think, I like to think that even if he, he didn't get that message, that he knew. I like to think that someone or something, maybe a person, maybe an orange, maybe a bird right outside his cell, something made the connection. Something shared light. I like to think he knew. Friends, may we May we take that light out into the world to share with others. For the sake of the gospel this Advent, and for the sake of the world, may it be so this day and always. Amen. Friends, we lift this day both the joys and the concerns of our congregation and of our community. Two members had procedures this past week and are now recovering in the comfort uh, of home, and that includes Jerry Spencer and Allison Schooneman. We continue to pray, too, for those who are receiving long-term care in our congregation, and that includes John Teal, Sally Rogers, Penta Love, and Rich Armstrong. We pray for church member Joanne Bob, who also continues to receive care uh, at Magnolia Manor. We celebrate uh, two uh, great joys on this day, one involving our Advent wreath lighters. Uh, Jackie and Keith uh, became grandparents again to Miles Christian Young, who was born in San Diego on Thursday, December 5th.